All right, welcome back, everybody. It is time for another episode of Serially Obsessed, because we're totally obsessed with cereal. I'm Daisy Rosario. I'm Dipti Sarawit. I'm Layla Corello. And just to remind you, if you are not familiar, maybe you're just joining us after listening to this most recent episode of Serial. I am a public radio producer. When I listen to Serial, I am enthralled in the story and also listening to it from a work point of view. Dipti, you do similarly. I listen to it from a legal perspective because I'm an attorney and I used to be a criminal prosecutor and I'm Indian and I think about it from an immigrant perspective, specifically South Asian. Absolutely. And Mm -hmm. Layla? Um, I have no perspective except for the fact that I don't trust human beings on a general whole. Um, I have trust issues. And also, um, I also come from immigrant parents. I don't think I mentioned that in the first episode, but that is true. Um, It's true, you do. First gen. First gen. First gen. Yes. So today we are talking about Serial's episode eight, eight, which was the deal with Jay, or as I like to think of it, what's, what's the, the deal, deal with Jay? Jay? Which was the greatest internet meme of the past two weeks. Was I it? I didn't even see the meme. I, I just it, read it I and immediately thought, what's my most horrible Seinfeld impression <laughs> that I yeah. could put on this let's immediately? Oh, do it was it. so funny. I spent yeah. a week looking forward to it because if you go to Serial's website, um, you will see the list of the, you know, the current episode and they'll say next week and there's nothing to click on, but they'll have the episode title and I immediately saw the deal with Jay and I was like, what's the deal with Jay? <laughs> um, because that's the voice in my head. Yeah. Is a bad <laughs> Seinfeld <laughs> joke. So where do we dive in with this one, guys? How did we feel about this? Okay, I just want to start with the new uh, um, uh, sponsor. So right at the show. beginning is where right, we're starting. Right, right at the beginning. I just want to get this off of my chest. Do it. Okay. Audible.com is now sponsoring the show, and then so they, they do this little tagline, like, if you like cereal, you know what you'll really like is old <laughs> mystery <laughs> novels by Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. I'm like, right, of course, because I shouldn't feel like any more of a douchebag for listening. If you just um, want to revisit uh, old episodes, I wouldn't be surprised if any of you guys were watching episodes of Sherlock. I went down <laughs> a rabbit hole the other day wandering oh. the New York Public Library in the true crime section, and I found a book. Speaking of Arthur Conan Doyle, that was a whole book that just looks at the mysteries of Sherlock Holmes and how they could have actually been solved in real life. Okay. Uh, I didn't take the book out. I carried it around. I put it back down. But I was curious. People have a lot of time on their hands. Yeah. They do. People really like to dig deep. Like we do. It's true. (laughs) I'm going to read all of the Agatha Christie novels now. All of them. All of them. I haven't read I have a book never in years. Read one. I'm going to read all the V.C. Andrews novels just because I want to be completely creeped out and remind of incest. <laughs> That's the way to do it. Anyway, I just need to get that off of my chest, and now we can really start with like the actual meat and potatoes. And this episode, episode starts with us hearing directly from one of the jurors on the case. Who I love. I know. Yes. She has a great voice. She's she, such a great voice. She is Wanda Sykes. She- <laughs> Okay. I mean, did she not remind you of Wanda Sykes? I feel like you're just being racist and weird. (laughs) No, and I love Wanda Sykes. I I love Wanda Sykes, and I and if you you can't see me, so I will say that that might have sounded sarcastic. It felt weird coming out of my mouth, but I love Wanda Wanda Sykes. She's Uh, awesome. I think I loved this woman because she reminded me of Wanda. I just like that she was like you know kind of plain speaking. And was just like, this is why I think of it. This is how yeah. I felt. This is what it was like watching it. I don't know. She what what about you, Layla? I thought that it was, she was super real. And it was really nice to hear her perspective just because she was actually in the courtroom and she saw all this stuff. But the thing that 
was to me so interesting was that like she had no idea that Jay walked. Right. So interesting. And to be fair, I looked up the timeline <laughs> of events. They kind of, I think, mention it, but just to make sure I was clear on it, you know, he had already made the deal. From my understanding, those things are relatively disclosed, but they he hadn't gone through sentencing yet. So nobody right. knew that he was not going to definitely get jail time. Like that was not a guarantee. He had made some sort of deal with them, which Sarah Koenig actually says on the episode, we're going to get more into the actual deal yeah. later. So we're definitely speculating to some degree. Right. But the sentencing itself from the episode and from what I've read online happened after the fact. So even even if the jurors were really clear on the fact that he was by then working with the prosecution, they wouldn't have known that he was not going to end up going to jail at all. Oh, sure. I think I meant more as like, it, it seems to me like in her mind, she was like, well, of course he would also get sentenced, right? Like I think it was like one of those things. Like, yeah. well, he was also involved. Like, mm-hmm. so of course he should get some jail time. Right. Um, the other so, thing yeah. she said mm-hmm. that I love that I thought was really interesting was, you know, Sarah Koenig's asking this woman so much about, you know, what was his demeanor like? How did he come across to you? And she's like, oh, that he seemed he seemed streetwise and that he seemed like the kind of person that you could call if you got yourself in trouble. If you were in trouble, he's yeah. the person you could call. Everybody's right. got somebody like that. Right. Except for Sarah Koenig. Except for Sarah Koenig. Yeah. Who, she has, which was not a surprise. That was uh, well, not a person. I don't hate her. I just have a very clear picture of who she is. She wouldn't have a streetwise person to help Do you her. guys have a streetwise friend who you're going to call when you're in prison? It's anybody on my father's side of the family. <laughs> <laughs> I say this as a person whose father was in and out of prison my entire life. Oh, you do. Um, Lucky you. Yeah, anybody. I could call yeah. anybody on that side and they would tell me. Yeah, I feel like my brother would know what to do. Yeah. I mean, I once got in his car and he said to me, we're riding dirty. So, I mean... And he said that as a legitimate sentence, not quoting us <laughs> right. all. So, I was like, cool. Okay. I have to be honest. I don't know what that means. I'm not even going to get into it. But <laughs> but to That's me, the, 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 the legitimacy podcast. of the exchange was charming yeah. in and of itself. Do you yeah. have that streetwise friend? I don't think I have a streetwise friend. I mean, not, yeah, not a streetwise friend right. necessarily. I feel like if I was in trouble, I think it would be... It would be easy to find people that would like maybe be able to sneak something together just Mm. on like wits, but not Mm -hmm. street, not streetwise wits per se. I would have people legally wrangle a case totally wrong. Just kidding. I'm not guilty of anything. (laughs) I never will be. But I do think even if it's not a streetwise person, I think everybody knows, you know, there's one or two people that are kind of always ready to handle a situation. Like they're fearless about making phone calls that need to be made and things like that. I have one producer friend. Sort of like... That. Well, actually, Daisy, I would call you. <laughs> you would be my person. And I am a producer for a living. <laughs> so that is a thing. Layla would have a spreadsheet of people that she could contact in an emergency. Yeah, yeah. Um, but so, yeah, for the episode where we were, I know for me at the end of the last episode, you know, she kind of teases that we're going to hear about Jay, and I was like, what? Oh, we're going to meet Jay, and then uh. we don't really meet Jay. Jay. We get to know Jay as a character, but we don't meet Jay. Yeah, not at all. No. Um, really quick, just because we were talking about the jury, how she was like, I cannot believe that Adnan didn't, um, testify. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. Um, I was listening to the Slate podcast, and they had a defense counsel on who made such a good point that, which is very true, the reason why defendants don't testify so much is because they have the longest rap sheet. So, like, 
yeah, they don't testify because they're just incriminating. I mean, this, the jury's going to be so biased, but you can bring in most of those crimes. And he had no record and was a great kid. So why, why wouldn't he, he testify? So, okay, so this is my question to you because you are a lawyer person. Um, like, what? why do you think he didn't do it? And, like, from a lawyerly didn't perspective. Testify. Because the inconsistencies would be my like gut reaction now. Okay. Um, I think she just didn't want to take that risk of him being cross-examined. Because she, because and we're talking about Gutierrez now. Right. Adnan's lawyer. Yeah. She's a bulldog. Oh, let's Jeez. talk about that for a minute because oh. that was definitely the huge online <laughs> so, reaction. You guys, this woman was annoying. Worst. She's brutal. Oh. Like, even the out okay the stepping out thing I thought was very funny she's like you know what I mean when I say stepping out do you understand that stepping out and then he says yes I understand stepping out like in this very calm demeanor yeah I like that we got to hear the the testimony on his uh, part on Jay's part and that you know, I think Sarah Kiddick does a great job of setting up, like, you know, he sounds like he's calm, and at times he comes off as poetic. Yes. Like, <laughs> like, do you really want it to be? I think going back to the idea of, like, why doesn't Adnan testify? It's like, yeah, do you want it to just be, like, two charming guys? Like, which of these charming, charming guys do you believe? this dame. Like, yeah, this is weird. Um, so, yeah, totally. But, yeah, I, that was definitely a huge part of the online reaction was, oh, my God, like, his lawyer was so grating. Uh, and let's acknowledge for a moment that she has also passed away, so we are definitely speaking ill of the okay, dead right we now. Are, okay, but okay, let's take a moment to have a caveat. Of, I feel bad, but you guys, she was the worst to listen to. My ears were burning yeah. for days and yeah. for days. Yeah. They listened to her. and here's oh. the other thing. Okay, so here's another lawyer question yeah. for you. She ends all of her sentences with would it have not been or something like it's like some sort of like she ends all of weird her structure with that at the very chunk. least yeah so then it got me to thinking what's your go-to phrase if, so, or do you have one it was stepping out <laughs> okay yeah. you did not use stepping out in any of your because cases I, have never I like the idea that you were just working stepping out into all, like well before you were into yeah. this podcast you were like i am prosecutor who has no vision of the future. I don't know I'm going to be into this thing. I don't know I'm going to do comedy. I don't know I'm going to make a podcast with my friends about a show that doesn't yet exist. But I will say stepping out in all of my cases. In every cross-examination. every cross-examination. Uh, but it does. Uh, it's funny to me. I was thinking about that. It's interesting to me, Layla, that you bring up, yeah, and, the, and Dipti, what you're saying about the yes and no, because it's the exact opposite of what you want to do as a journalist. As a journalist, we're constantly trying to make sure that we're phrasing things in a way where they can't answer just yes or no, because we want yeah. people to elaborate, and they will just say yes or no sometimes if you give them the opportunity. Right. So definitely. Expound. Yeah. I mean, yeah. on direct examination, you're examining your own witness, and so you don't ask just yes and no questions. You want them to expound, but they're all very well rehearsed and everything. Right. So, like, it's at least it should be well prepped and everything. So, there right. should be technically no surprises at trial. Absolutely. And that I do know from entertainment. Oh! <laughs> so, all those from moments the many episodes when it happens, of Order. Those, that, that doesn't happen all the time. And from reading Gone Girl, you guys. Oh. Oh. <laughs> We could go. We can't go into that. We can't, we can't go into that. It's like, how do we warn somebody for right. Gone Girl spoilers in the middle right. of the podcast? But see, no. Okay, so the the fact that you mention interviewing people, not for in a journalism way, but I also interview people in a like a marketing way. So there is a lot of times where it's like, okay, I'm 
leading you to answer in a way that I kind of need you to answer. Yeah. So there's like a psych level to it. Absolutely. Um, and so that part to me got really interesting. And then I ended up like hitting my friend up who kind of does that sort of thing, um, or she does research for it anyway, um, for interrogation techniques, which I think is really cool. I'm it's like, so I need, great. I need to know more about I this. I want to talk to her. Yeah, and hopefully she'll she'll be on. But I think I'm sort of interested to know if, again, dip, is there a technique or like a structure that you kind of go in knowing like, I mean, obviously I'm assuming it probably changes on a case-by-case basis, but. Like into interrogating who? The defendant on the stand or like your witness when you're prepping them or. I guess maybe. Like investigating a case. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like it's, I think it is a skill that I was terrible at at first. I remember going to my boss's office on some like dumb assault case that I had. Sorry, some girl just got slapped. It was dumb. I was on a bus. <laughs> They're teenagers. But anyways, I was like, yeah, so she just uh, slapped her friend on the bus. And my boss was like, get back on the phone. Find out what happened. I was like, no, but she just slapped her out of the blue. Like, I just didn't have that mind developed. It's just right. something right. over time you you start to realize that things don't happen for no reason. You stop trusting people as much and you know that people are lying all the time. There's ulterior motives. So And even if they're not intentionally lying, they're seeing it through their own positive. They're the hero in their story and they're speaking through that. We're all the heroes in our story, right? Um, And uh, you just, I mean, I wasn't a detective. I wasn't a police officer investigating crimes. You know, I had to um, question people yeah. A lot. And um, I did do some with like domestic violence cases where people said the most ridiculous things, you know. Oh, gosh. And I would they were like downright hilarious. And um, and so I don't know. I mean, like, you know, this detective, Jim Trainum, who they got on later on in the episode. Oh, yeah, he, to run everything by him, the guy they bring yeah. in. Oh, yeah. To kind of take a second look. He, like, goes around the country teaching it. You know, like, it's your right. friend studies it. It's like an art that is yeah. so... I mean, God, think about the CIA, everything. Right. Like, it's, it's an I didn't art even form. know it was, like, a... Tra- yeah, it's like a trademarked technique, this read technique. I'm like not surprised that there technique. is, like, a named technique that they use. Yeah. I am surprised that it's trademarked for some reason. I think that it's trademarked because it seems like you can only take training from like their oh. institute. So it's like so, the Bikram yoga of uh, right. of, interrog- yeah, of interrogation. Exactly. exactly. Like lots of yoga can be hot, but not all hot yoga yeah, is can, Bikram. Yeah, exactly. exactly. That's interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so the other thing I definitely wanted to talk about was the fact that you bring up that detective. To me, this is like the second week in a row where we've really kind of dove in with some kind of We've spoken to different experts here and there, but this to me is like the second week in a row where we've kind of headfirst got into the idea of like, well, this is how this actually works. So in episode seven, we had this, you know, woman from the Innocence Project, and she's talking about like, well, this is how they're shaping their case, and this is what's happening. And this guy is doing that, but more from the police perspective. He's like, this is how they're interviewing him. This is why. This is how they're getting caught up on their own beliefs and things like that. So I feel like, you know, it's interesting to me from a storytelling perspective, like, Sarah Koenig is giving us the information we need to know as listeners to feel somewhat informed and also like giving us a bit of a reality check and in a way teaching us how to listen to these things. Yeah. I don't know that I will watch shows in law, like Law and Order the same after listening to Oh, interesting. Really? Show. You know, I mean, I'll, 
I, I, to be honest, I stopped watching Law & Order quite the same when I did uh, a check for sex offenders in my neighborhood and realized the guy on the other side of the wall of my apartment uh, was a sex offender. Yeah. But they also list what their crimes were on those sites, and I was not in his demographic. I was not a six-year-old boy. Oh, but, gosh. Um, I definitely stopped watching as yeah. often. But, you know, just yeah. in the terms of the believability of some of the choices that they make on those shows, I mean, it'll definitely be more. I, supposedly, Law & Order is it's close to right on with the law as most law shows go. Right. Um, I can't watch, watch the CBS order very much. Um, cause it's just like, I, I like, I don't want to watch work stuff. No, I, I like, I don't make a point to watch it, but if it's on, it is immediately just like, I can't remove my eyes from the television. Mm-hmm. Like I just, it's well, just like, Ice tea is on screen anywhere. Oh, I'm kind of like station. fascinated. I mean, I love Law & Order. It really... Um, I still miss original Law & Order. I like original the best. I love I original the best. I came not down with SVU and no. the satellite was. SVU has gotten crazy town as well. I can't... I don't know. I'm really... Yeah, I was... But we're here for cereal. No. We're here oh, for cereal. God, but I do love it. Um, so yeah, two weeks in a row of them kind of walking us through how courts and police work really go. And I thought it was interesting that he says this is an above average investigation. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Because it's one of those things where the phrasing there is interesting to me in the sense that this could be an above average investigation. It doesn't mean it is a great investigation or spotless, yeah. but it is above the average of what he's reviewing. You right. know, it's like one of those really yeah. relative terms. Uh, and I thought that was really interesting. Um, but I was, uh, as much as I was into the episode and I was definitely listening to it, I think I was so excited to hear more about Jay that I was a little mm-hmm. let down. Ultimately, like, I was a little like, oh, I didn't quite get what I wanted out of that. Yeah, because Jay still, to me, remains kind of a mystery. Mm-hmm. I went to high school with a guy who could essentially be Jay. Mm. So you went to high school with a Dennis Rodman? I did. I went type. to school that with a Dennis Rodman That was my favorite Rodman part, type. actually, besides Stella the Juror. Yeah, just and two two people. Yeah, two people were like, he was the Rodman of our high school. So nineties. And also uh, to like sidetrack on it, I think maybe like the beginning of that whole black kids who are also like into alternative Alternative stuff. stuff. Yeah, absolutely. You know what Um, made me feel like a real jerk off during this? What made you feel like a real jerk off? I, I'm so fascinated by Jay. I would have totally wanted to be friends with him. Oh, in high school, you were like, that's, yeah, that's sure. the guy like, you would have wanted I, to know. How interesting are you? Like, you're alternative black in Baltimore? <laughs> oh, I shouldn't have alternative, said that. I want to like, you are it's alternative like, I'm going to give you a chance to just have the whole sentence. <laughs> you were alternative black kid in Baltimore in 1999. Yeah. That's what a I mean. less painful version <laughs> of that sentence. No, but I know what you mean. I think the whole Dennis Rodman thing in and it's of itself is kind of interesting because it is very much of that time. Right. If we didn't know who Dennis Rodman was in a, as an entity and he existed now, the reaction to him would be very different, yeah. you know? So the world has shifted in yes. that way. But in right. 1999, he just would have been a fascinating character. Like, well, if because that, Dennis Rodman was a fascinating yeah. character at that time. I yeah. followed like, all his shenanigans. Is this guy? Him and like, Madonna. And he plays yeah. basketball. Like, Carmen Electra. Who wedding is? dress. Right. <laughs> Nipple yeah. rings. Right, right, right. He yeah. was fascinating awesome. and defied stereotypes. And I just would have... Like, if Jay would have, he probably wouldn't have even talked to me in high school. I thought it, I did think it was funny that they were like, and he listened to, like, Rage Against the Machine. Which I have to go back in time and be like, oh, was that a thing? Well, is like, it like half of that, half of that band is part black, so I'm like, okay. Yeah. 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 I'm like, is that Tomorello's really? Well, maybe already. that's what, that's what he's like, you know, 
latching on to. Yeah. Like uh, that I, and Fishbone. Fishbone. <laughs> <laughs> he definitely listens to Fishbone. Uh, I don't know. Maybe not Fish, present day. I feel like Fishbone might have been like too before rocky. his time. Yeah. A little yeah, bit. Yeah, but he might have known about that stuff because he was that. Do you think Maybe. he went all the way back and he was like, he, like well searched. into bad brains and stuff? Ooh. Ooh, I would love to know <laughs> the answer to Jay's that. These are the questions that Sarah Koenig needs to answer. Jay, Jesus. if you're out there and you listen to Bad Brains, Jay, did you listen to Bad Brains? Put something in the comments. Let we us know. We won't ask you any questions. Don't I don't have to identify I don't want to know if you killed her. I just need to know if you listened to Bad Brains <laughs> in high school. Um, so my favorite story, and I feel like I found this oddly relatable, but when his friend, when Jay's friend was talking about how like, yeah, so one day he just kept trying to stab me. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah. And I was like, I feel like they're presenting this story as if I'm supposed to think it's super weird, but I don't, don't think, think it's, it's that weird. weird. It's not weird. You think it's weird. Dipty oh, must think it's Dipty weird. Dipty thinks you guys, it's hella weird. That was so strange. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I just got an email from my friend Simi today. She's really obsessed with cereal. Sure. And she was like, yeah, and then that guy said he was going to stab him? And then he's like, oh, my dad works in a knife shop. She's like, what must Sarah Koenig have been thinking? Who are these people? Yeah, she's like, I don't have a sweet streetwise friend. Like, I need to get out of here. And you guys are like, saying. oh, that's normal? I know. Oh, this goes back to us later on I being class of 99 or something. Or like where we Maybe grew up. Because to stabbers? me, it was, to me, it was not that we were stabbers, but just like, God, my friends and I were into such bullshit. Like, my memories of the things that we would do and... The, the ways that people would joke around, like to me, somebody being like, but you haven't been stabbed, so you should be stabbed. Like, I can think of which one of my friends would have done that, yeah. and none of them so far have turned out to be murderers. Um, not that that is, wow. you know, answering anything, but God, I feel like my friends Peter and Kevin probably would have been like, no, oh, you haven't been stabbed Jesus. yet, so you should, you should be stabbed. You I, should could, be stabbed. I didn't know my brother at that age, which is a whole other story. <laughs> right. Uh, you could hear about that on The Moth. But, like, I feel like my brother would say that. And he'd be joking, but I feel like he would say it very seriously as a way to joke with a friend. Okay, mm-hmm. well, you grew up in East New York. I did. Which is pretty rough. For people who up- don't know, because people, a lot oh. of people even in New York don't know, that's like the ass end of Brooklyn, not yeah. far from JFK. It is maybe beginning to be gentrified, but it's far enough away that like the fear has not struck. I um, covered a few different precincts when I was a ADA. Yeah. And one of them was East New York. 7 5? 7 5. The 7 5. <laughs> oh my God. Highest murder. We have the rate most the cases city. of any like bureau because of like the 7 5. Absolutely. It was so violent. Yeah. So. And um, that's where I'm from and I sound like this. But so I could see a stabbing happen. Layla, you grew up in Long Island. I know, I know. But have you met those kids? Have you met us? We're all weird. No, I think. I should specify that I think that the stabbing situation or the stabbing game wasn't weird was to me game? to hear it. Well, I mean, oh, in this episode, in this episode, right? Wasn't weird to me to hear it because I feel like I remember those guys that were like into metal and into knives, and like that was how they joked around, right? And also, like it was that heyday of like Marilyn Manson shit. Oh, so that's people true. did come, like people did come oh. to school with like cuts on their arms, and it was just like, oh, well, that's. Right. Like, you're not trying to kill yourself. You're just trying to be a cool kid. So, I don't know. That might... (laughs) Tiffany is like, she's like, what era was this? Like, what was it like? What was happening? Yeah. That sounds bad. I don't want to be from that era. I mean, I don't know. I guess the Columbine era. Oh, well, uh, uh, I mean... Columbine was was our senior year. You guys, it was April April 29th. April 20th, 1999. Yeah. 
I lived yeah, in D.C. at the time, actually. Not far from where these murders were happening, you guys. And I was in right. high school, not far from the age. <laughs> That's correct. So true. We were playing stabbing games. We were all stabbing each other and stepping out with one another. But how did we feel about uh, Jay after this episode? I mean, I definitely felt like it was a very humanizing episode. I felt like it had it had gotten to this point That's a for me listening. Yeah, very yeah. humanizing, right? Like, I felt like for me, I had definitely gotten to the point where... I was kind of questioning the fact that he felt like this weird cloud that existed around us that we didn't know anything else about. And meanwhile, knowing that, you know, he is alive out there somewhere and, you know, I mean, God, I have no idea what it's like for this man to be going through his daily life, knowing that there are all these people that are obsessed with listening to the story that's rehashing all this stuff. And that's true for a lot of the people involved. I mean, obviously also worry about, you know, what it must be like for Hayes' family. But specifically with Jay, with him being such a central, curious character, with him being this point of confusion and suspicion, I wanted to hear more, and it made him a person again. What did you think about Patrick and, quote, Kathy, that's not her real name, and Jen, and what they all said? And there was maybe another guy, Chris. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, Chris... Okay. The, the whole story changed with the pool hall. I mean, that's oh, the pool hall. And then Chris drops that crazy bomb where he's like, "Oh, he's the knife guy, right?" Is Chris the knife guy? I, I don't know. I don't know. But he drops that crazy bomb about it being like not being at the Best Buy, but being at the library. The library. And I was just like, "Cool, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah." Well, that was definitely Huge. something that was going on online. So I, I have been poking my head around Reddit and places like that a little mm. bit more, and that was definitely a thing that came up was. Okay, so maybe Christina Gutierrez didn't have Adnan testify because it would put him at the library and mm. she mm. knows that it actually did happen at the library or right. something like right. that. You know, like all of a sudden there was this, you know, if we if we throw away the timeline that is already questionable in so many ways and it happened near the library, well, that changes everything. And the other speculation being that, like, you know, Jay is one thing I think everybody seems to kind of agree on is whether or not Jay was actually more involved than he says. He's definitely trying to cover some things up and protect either himself or some other people. And the idea that, like, well, if he says the library, there might be these other people that could be involved. But if he puts it at this place where, you know, everybody already knows Adnan used to go get stoned, then right. whatever. And sometimes have sex with Hay. And sometimes have sex. Um, well, you know, one of my theories is. I'm going to say the far-fetched one. Okay, what's the far-fetched Ooh, I have theory? a far-fetched one. And then I'm going to say let's the all... real one. Okay, what's the, the far... One. Let's start far-fetched and we'll come back to reality. <laughs> um, Jay and Adnan were having sex with each other. <laughs> this is your theory. <laughs> and Hay <laughs> caught them at Best Buy. <laughs> and they killed her together. <laughs> you guys, uh... I don't mean to laugh at a murder, but like... Uh, <laughs> Entered my head. People have laughed it worse somehow. Um, um, but whatever, I it crossed my mind. All motive is there. You sure, guys. sure. Look, first of all, the motive that they have for real is like bunk. So just yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. But I guess my main point on that <laughs> is not even the idea that that Adnan and Jay were having sex together, but more like that they well, were. Well, if if Hay was going to pick up her cousin or whatever. I don't think she would just roll by the Best Buy parking lot. <laughs> to, Wait, because you, 
fuck my theory, <laughs> Daisy. It just doesn't seem like she would stop by there because, you know, like, I think they all go and smoke at Best Buy, so maybe she was just gonna, Because what she needed to do was go pick up her cousin, drop off her cousin, and then, like, go back to, like, the, the wrestling match or whatever that she was manager for. Oh, yeah, she was the she manager of the wrestling team. Wrestling team. Oh, she was a team manager? Yeah. yeah. And they had a match that day that she was supposed to go to after she oh. picked up her cousin. So it just, that. you know... To me, especially, I don't know if you guys have been to Best Buy. I've been to Best Buy multiple times yeah. now. Or just in recently. the lead up to this podcast, <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to get equipment. But there is no way to get out of Best Buy uh, quickly because nobody there knows how to help you with anything. And that might mean mm. that Best Buy never sponsors our podcast. But <laughs> I don't that, do you think they Best will. Buy I loves the fact that it gets brought up a bajillion times in I feel in like cereal. with how bad your customer them. service is, it can't be hurting the situation. No, no, no. Yeah. No, they're getting some... Any press is good press, right? Right, sure. I've been to Best Buy no less than like four times in the last week just dealing with equipment for this podcast. And I don't think anyone there has helped me without first having (laughs) an extended conversation with a coworker either about music, pop culture in general, or their lunch that day. So I would not make it a casual stop in my day. Best Buy is awful, but... I will say this, she probably didn't go inside Best Buy. That's true. She's just hanging out in the parking lot. Best Buy is just horrible. Yeah. In general. Yeah. So what's your more realistic theory? Um, My more realistic theory, I think actually I got from you, Leela. A lot of people I think are thinking it too. So, well, I think that it was a crime of passion. Oh, okay. Is that what you were going to say? Oh, no. I think, are you... Oh, no, no, no. Sorry. I... Two other theories. One, it's a crime of passion. Like, they got in a fight and he accidentally... Well, not accidentally. He just, like... He acted out. He acted out and... It's all Chris Rock's fault for, like, doing the whole, like, it's not okay to slap a bitch, but you can choke her or something. Well, like, I I understand. (laughs) He's just like, you know, but I understand. Um, There's that. He's guilty. And I can't believe Chris Rock said that. Was that a long time ago? I think so. I think that's, like, an old bit. It's a famous old bit. Um... The other one was it's more about he shaking. was into choking. Ooh, shaking. He was into choking. That was my. That's my. That thing. was yours. That's credit to oh, Layla. So, you're, so Layla, I'm thinking coming. that they were in the Best Buy parking lot. They were getting down. They were stepping out mm-hmm. as well. Ms. No, Gutierrez stepping out is cheating, isn't it? Uh, was, well, she would have been stepping out on she Don. She would have been that stepping point. out on Don. Ooh, right. So there she was, some was stepping out. There was out. some stepping out. Right. And uh, maybe some chokey play happened and he accidentally killed her. And then he was like, fuck, what do I do? And then he calls Dennis Rodman, a.k.a. Jay. Right. Because we all know Dennis Rodman was into rough stuff because of Madonna. That's right. Right. So. That's right. And then I think that the two of them were kind of in cahoots. Like, okay, well, we have to kind of hide this. This is crazy. I can't believe this happened. They both panic. And then at some point, uh, Jay is just like, okay, I can't really take the heat, though. So... And maybe Adnan, maybe yeah, Adnan told Jay if it's to be believed. Um, we could get into that. No, I called you to help you because you are my Dennis Rodman, and now that you know everything, I'm gonna kill your bitch who I'm best friends with, Stephanie. Oh, Stephanie! If right. you don't help me, and then that was an interesting whole point where it was first like, of all, I want to see Stephanie a picture of Stephanie. I'm so curious. I know. At this point, I've actually see. seen pictures of a lot of the people involved. I hadn't seen a picture of Hay until this week, actually. I Yeah, I mean, there's pictures about not on serial sites. Some people are, you know, downloading it via iTunes and things, so you might not see that stuff unless you're going to the site. But I hadn't 
I did see a picture of Jay now. I saw him on Facebook. Apparently, he just, I, yeah, I didn't send it to you. Why? But, um, I need to Because see we were going to record, but apparently, he's changed his name since, but there hadn't been any posts on his Facebook since August. It was, man, that was one of those moments where I was like, I feel weird about looking does at this. Look, does he look tired, which is they could not stop talking about? Um, he looks he so looks tired. like an adult. I don't know. All adults look tired to me because I assume everyone's at least as tired as I am and he's got children. And I'm always marveling at the fact that I'm as tired as I am and I don't even have children. Is Dennis he? Rodman's a daddy. That's great. That's so great. No, Maybe he turned his life around. You guys, mm. going back to Stephanie though. Yes, please. He, okay. And this is just something I'm not going to get, but... He was like 1920. Right. How? Oh God. Maybe you're most in love. I don't know. But he's 19. Like, she's like 17, 18. He's like. She's a senior. He's going to risk his whole life. Maybe go to prison. Like for her. Did he really believe Adnan would kill her? I, it's something about his. He'd do anything. He'd move heaven and herf. Did you believe that? Yes, that was so cute. Um, to be to do anything for her. Oh. But I'm like. Did. Why is there strong Because love he that? has nothing else. I, I think thought that, that they did a good job of clearing that. He was the cool guy in school. No. no. Oh. And they didn't paint. See, you were hearing he was the cool guy because you were like, this guy He's sounds interesting different. and I would want to yeah. know. But they made it sound like, yeah, like he didn't quite fit in anywhere. He like he kind of knew everybody and everybody knew who he was. He seemed charismatic. But, right. Charismatic, definitely. But not necessarily cool. Like he wasn't in their magnet program. He... Probably didn't look like he had the kind of potential future that they had. Um, I thought it was interesting that they had the friend who describes him as like, you know, Stephanie was like the, the wonderful thing in his life because she's this smart, funny, lovely, popular, mm-hmm. capable girl who's like really into him. I mean, right. I could see that meaning the world to somebody who has whether like or not, nothing else. Yeah, or who going. is like, or who okay. just doesn't quite fit in. Like, it sounds like people were interested in him because he didn't quite fit in, but that still means that you don't quite fit, fit in. in. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, what was Jay doing with Adnan so much so that Adnan could say, hey, I'm going to kill Stephanie if, or I'm going to rat you out? Well, I think by but, then, I mean, if we're talking about it in the timeline that's been presented to us, I think by then it's like he knows what's, what, what Adnan has done. And I think, you know, even current events tell us like a young black man, especially at the time who like doesn't even look like the rest of the people around him, who sells drugs even at a low level is not going to be that inclined to thinking that the cops are going to be kind to him. Right. I I I I agree with that. So I feel like if it's a thing where Adnan kills Hay and then like immediately pulls Jay into it and then like, you know, and he is just in the shock of it is like trying to figure out what to do. And then Adnan's like, and don't fuck with me because I'll hurt your girlfriend. I could see him like just being at a loss of what to do. Do you think it could be the whole theory about Jay cheated with Jen and he loves Stephanie so much and didn't want that ruined that he'd be willing to help Adnan bury Hay's body? I mean, I think anything is plausible at this point in terms of what we've heard. Do that though? I mean, the thing that's so crazy to me is like, and now I'm speaking to it, like not just on, um, not just on episode eight, but just like throughout the course of what we've listened sure. to so far, it, this series has caused me to recall people's obsessions with love in mm-hmm. high school. Now, Absolutely, I can't attest to that because I have never been the type of person who's like, I'm gonna write someone's name 147 or 127 oh, yeah. times in a notebook. Like I thought about that. I remember doing that. 
Yeah. See, like, that sort of stuff to me is, like, this is probably because I'm a robot and I have no heart. Yes, But, correct. like, right, that's right. Um, I know that that's, like, a typical high school thing where you're just, like, you are it. Like, you are so infatuated. I mean, yeah, like... You don't it's not, have it's not a bigger so world much yet. An infatuation. No, it's, it's like, like legitimate in a way because you're in a relationship, right? But your scope of the world is. You know, so I mean, small. that's why people end up breaking up like senior years because then they finally realize like, oh, I'm gonna go to school. I'm gonna go someplace else. Mm-hmm. Right. But like right. until then, or while that's still being decided, or especially to be, you know, kind of we talked about being the immigrant child and still being under the thumb of the parents in a way. Mm-hmm. Man, like, yeah, like, because you want an outlet that is yours. You want something that is yours. And right. this, is, this is your life, and that's the part that you have control over because you don't have control over the rest of it. And I think in that sense, yeah, I really, I get that. I relate to that. So you would get that Jay would not want to be, would not want Stephanie to know that he cheated. I don't know if he cheated with Jen, but let's just say I think for even a second he did. Cheated or not, I think if he did cheat, absolutely I could see him not wanting her to know that at all. That would be devastating like, to him. losing her would be like right. the He'd be worst. a failure. He would yeah. be the things that he might tell himself in his head that are the worst possible things. Right. And then even if it's not based in that, just it being this person that he loves. I mean, there are a few couples in my high school that, my gosh, they were like weird old married couples even then. You know, you just mm-hmm. think about how attached they were. Uh, a couple named Paul and Dory pops into my mind. Uh, and that's how much I still, even though they are since adults and they've ended up with other people, man, I think of that image of the two of them, of like those hardcore couples that like everybody knew and you right. just associated them so strongly with each other and you knew how much they were invested in each other. Especially if you don't have a happy home life. I mean, it doesn't, right. you live with his grandparents and stuff like, yeah. you aim to create your own family even if you don't realize that that's what you're doing at that I point. I just can't believe that he would bury a body. I don't know. It doesn't seem that outside the scope of reality. Yeah. I, the, the most heartbreaking thing for me was finding out at the very end that Stephanie was the only person that was in the courtroom. That was the last thing I really wanted yeah. to talk about, too, was, like, the idea that she, she stood by him. She was also best friends with Adnan, which we find out immediately in the first episode. Yeah. And that she stood yes. by Jay the entire time. Well, you guys know that I, I still think that's weird. What? Their closeness. That yes. has you, something to do with this it might have something Story. to do with it, but Maybe. there's nothing it weird about it per se. something to do with Jay and Adnan to me. Sure. I can and see that sexual having a, tryst a thing. in the parking lot. The sexual <laughs> tryst. Um, but yeah, yeah, that to me was a real interesting like character thing that he, that she stood by him the whole time. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. it was like, that was her birthday <clears throat> that one of her closest friends was killed on that they think another one of her close friends did and the person she's standing by is Jay. Jay. But you want to know something? All the rest of them think that Adnan did it too. Like, uh, that Kathy person thinks Adnan did it. I don't like Kathy. I don't don't like Kathy. Sorry, guys. The thing is, like, it's so weird for somebody to be like, they were acting shady. Because she didn't really know them that well, it seems to me. Well, this is a story that comes up in a a much previous episode. In a much previous, right. Thinking about in where this came up. Episode. But yeah, we do hear from her again. And yeah, yeah I don't know. It's interesting because it wasn't it that she was like closer friends with Jen or something? Like they were sorority sisters or something. And, yeah. And so it's interesting because but, it sounds like it's one of those things where they interacted, but she wasn't like part of the crew the way the rest of them were this like tight, tight knit group. Right. Like that whole, that whole episode, meaning that whole scene to me sounded like 
you know, I think it was like her brother was like the closer one or something, right? It was like somebody else, like a sibling. And it turned out that like Adnan and Jay showed up at the house and she essentially like walked they through were the Jen's, kitchen. Adnan and Jay were basically Jen's friends and she had hung out with them when they would all hang out. But right, she doesn't so she's know like them. a satellite friend. Right. So in my mind, like the whole scene went down, like they're all hanging out in like someone's living room or basement. She ends up like passing through and is just like, Oh, they're acting weird. No, but that's why they, that's to me is why she remembers it because they show up at her place. It's the satellite friends show up at her house. Right. And are like, let's hang out. And she's like never hung out with them without the actual main connecting friend. And that to me is why it makes sense that she would be like, this is weird. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Although I feel like that's kind of a thing that happens in high school. Like random people just show up like. Yeah, see, that part is less my experience. That, okay. that definitely... I, I have a quick question about that. My friends were like... Uh, my friend Dina was talking to her friend Amanda, and they were they're older than you guys um, by a few years, but they're like, do people run around this much in high school? Like, they're constantly driving and going from this place to that place, and the, right. this friend's house, and then the weed, and then there's track practice, and then right. there's stuff going on constantly, and... Did that happen? I mean, my friends and I ran around like crazy, but we're also, I grew up in Brooklyn, like in the city. So it's like, we did, but there wasn't as much spending time in people's houses. So it's like Layla coming from the Long Island perspective, I could see why right. it's more like, oh yeah, people would like come by the house all the time. Yeah. With us, it was like, yes. Well, not we my house because in- I had immigrant parents. Exactly. <laughs> so not my house. But in my experience, it was like, yeah, we were co- like from the minute school let out, we would hang out as a pack and you'd run around and you'd really? go different places and you would just wander and you'd try to meet up with people. Yeah. And but you did run around. We did, but I mean, yeah, I, I still think... Like, that's why the satellite friend thing sticks out to me because it's like I did always interact with those people but always like the main friend was always there. If one of those people mm-hmm. had shown up or been like all of a sudden like hey Daisy like let's meet up and like what I'd be like oh really? Okay but where's since our when do we friend? know? Yeah like yeah. When, where's the friend that is the reason friend. we hang out? Right. And that's the reason to me that it seems uh, not that weird that she would remember that specifically because it sounds like she was chilling at home with her boyfriend and these two guys are like hey what's up you want to smoke? And she's like it's not even like a Friday night. Like it's like a weekday afternoon. Right. Although that's not weird. That's like not it being that, but like no, absolutely not the weirdness of the time that they would be smoking. But like, but that for those two friends up. to just show up then when right. it's not like a party night and they might be stopping by on the way to something else that they just roll up in the afternoon. Yeah, because like, they're not the friends of hers. Right. That's the part that's. Yeah, I I think that Kathy is legit in having an opinion that it was weird and that. They got a call from the cops, and she just noticed behavior. Right. And I, yeah. I think she saw what she saw, and in her mind, sure. she's like, oh, I mean, that I don't, was on that I day. don't deny it, but I'm just like, I, I think, again, like, Kathy's one of those people that just, she caught wind of it, and she wanted to sort of get involved, right. and she was like, oh, yeah, I remember this thing. And her memories could absolutely be their finger informed up the by, you know, like, reinforced by certain events, obviously. Absolutely. Um, but just, yeah, to me, the idea that she would have some memory of it doesn't seem completely absurd. Um, But is there anything else that we want to touch on before we wrap up this episode? Uh, I will mention that, you know, Sarah Koenig kind of ends the episode with the piece of tape that she says it's her favorite piece of tape the whole time. And I don't know. I'm like, ooh, what's her favorite piece of tape? It's like the most boring piece (laughs) of tape. Not that exciting of a piece of tape. It is the most boring piece of tape. I get why she connects with it. But yeah, yeah. it's not the most exciting piece of tape. I was like, you said this in every episode. Right. Um, but okay. who did it then? Oh, yeah, it's so frustrating. Uh, and I feel like, yeah, the, the woman saying that kind of related how I felt about this episode <laughs> overall. I'm like, oh, I'm not any closer to anything. I think there's been so much talk 
about Sarah Koenig being white. And we were talking about it in the, our first episode, but th- about like how she's interpreting Asian, East Asian, Korean culture and Pakistani mm-hmm. culture. And some people think it's racist. Some people don't. I don't think, I don't it's, think it's racist. I think that sometimes, and this is like a thing that white people do, sometimes they forget to check their privilege. And I right. like I don't think that people do it out of spite. I think it's just because you grow up in it and you kind of, or maybe you aren't around people of color and so you don't get it. Um, like what the I normal think is that's for what happens. I think that that's true. I think times. she actually does a good job of addressing some of that stuff and like asking some of the questions, uh, especially like, you know, thinking back to earlier episodes where, you know, she really spent quite a deal of time being like, oh, the prosecution was trying to make it like he had this double life. And then I was like, no, that, no that's kind of normal kid. for us, like yeah. as immigrant teenagers. But um, but she was just saying that the prosecution said that. Sarah Koenig wasn't saying that. And people are taking it as like, that's being Sarah's narrative. But she's just summarizing the prosecution's No, I don't. but I don't case. think they were just saying it because of that. I think they were saying it because some of her narration at points. And I don't think it's just, I think the, the things I've seen written about it most were not that terribly well written. But I do think that there are times where when she, because she spends so much time talking about her own things about what she's worrying about, I wonder sometimes, is she getting hung up on stuff that is actually a bit normal in a way. You know, stuff that if she uh, was from more of a similar background or knew more people from that background that maybe she would go, oh, that's actually not that abnormal. abnormal. Not that she's treating it badly. I Like I said, I do think she's actually approaching it mindfully and like trying to speak about it in that way and asking people and getting feedback that's not just hers. But, you know, since she constantly is like, oh, well, I'm still back and forth on this and this is where I'm at today and this is where I'm at. And because we don't know exactly what she's spending a lot of time worrying about, sometimes I wonder if some of what she's worrying about might be things that are like, I, w- I would be like, yeah, though, that seems normal to me. I'm sure he's out on that one for me. I don't know. Yeah. I haven't like formed a full opinion, but she's not irritating me about race stuff. No, like, I, think I don't she's think not... we said irritating. I no. just like, it's well, just no, like online, a thing to kind of. Yeah. Online people are irritated. Like, yeah, oh, everybody's not, not irritated you. all the yeah. time online. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. That's, like a, that's what the internet is that for. That is like, what the internet is for. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, like so much of for what crabbiness. I need to do in my life requires me being online. And yet every single day I'm like, I just want to go offline. So <laughs> what can we do? Uh, anything else, guys? Anything major that we have to talk about on episode eight? Because not it major. frustrating. Not major. I just wanted to mention that rat eating frog that Jay has. Rat eating frog. He loves animals and he has a rat eating frog. Oh, yeah. What? Maybe my favorite juxtaposition. Uh-huh. <laughs> Let's look up rat-eating frogs in the meantime before we do our next episode. Because yes. I didn't even know that that was a thing. How big is that frog? How it's not a mouse-eating it? frog. It's a rat-eating rat frog. frog. I didn't it's even. Huge. I seriously have no idea that those existed. Is it is a bullfrog? Bull I don't know. Too? I just made that up. Oh, yeah. Let's just all take this opportunity to learn more about frogs. All the hey, guys. Things. You can find out more about rat-eating frogs at your local library. <laughs> or online, or, where everyone's irritated. Or our podcast for next episode. <laughs> next exactly. episode, we'll tell you more about rat-eating frogs. We'll have to look up something. Guys, thanks so much for joining us. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you like it, please let your friends know. We will be caught up with every single episode soon, and then we'll be going as the new episodes of Serial come out. So thanks so much for joining us on the uh, What's the Deal with Jay episode. <laughs> Who are these Jays? Who are these Jays? And we'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.